in the words of the legendary Lou Gellerman, hello, dog fans, and welcome to the Sound the Fire and Podcast, because Jen Cohen, Jimmy Lake, John Donovan, and Bob Gregory need to take a four-person road trip to fuck all the way the fuck off, Phil. This is fuck just off. absolutely reg- ridiculous. I'm your host, Hooligan7. I'm ho- joined this evening by Johnny Tugs and DJ K. Woody. How are you guys doing tonight? Go dogs. Yeah, doing as well as I could be, given the circumstances of the program, but doing all right. All right. Burn it down. Other, of, of, of course, we, we're all drinking the obvious bleach teenies, uh-huh. uh, given the circumstances of football. But in addition to that, what are we, uh, what's our side beverage of the evening? Johnny Tugs, uh, go ahead. I'm uh, drinking a nice Spindrift Lime. It's my uh, sparkling Ooh. water go-to. Nice. 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 DJ, how about you? Is that a cool uh, night? Okay, go ahead. Is it a claw night? <laughs> no, no, it's a water night. Uh, baby was due yesterday, so I'm just playing it safe, just going with water for now. Smart, <laughs> wise man, wise man. I, I had sent a message to the GC earlier this afternoon that uh, uh, during dinner I was uh, drinking in uh, a Pearl and Stone uh, wine company uh, from here in North Bend, uh, appropriately in an employment beach. Uh, <laughs> Rosé. Uh, so, and, and yes, the, the aforementioned people all need to be spending some time on unemployment beach. Um, but I have since moved on and I have a glass of Sigillo uh, uh, or Sigillo from, from out of Snoqualmie, um, Mavedra that I'm sipping this evening. And it's, it's nice. So very nice. Um, good. all right. Stupid tweets. Um, who wants to go first? I will uh, start off with uh, Josh Remington of UW Marketing talking, tweeting about Bo Nix pulling his best Johnny football during the UW game. I think he should be concentrating on UW and not whatever whatever SEC team or Bo Nix plays for Auburn, right? Yep. Yeah. Let's it's, let's watch uh, UW and so down. It's we we didn't learn the lesson three years ago from the oh, gosh. you know UW athletic department employee that had Skoducks and War Eagle in her Twitter bio like, <laughs> uh, and, and I tweeted about it yesterday. It's like it's okay. You know what? Mariners were deep in a playoff chase. If an athletic department a employment employee tweeted about the Mariners, fine. Tweeted about the Kraken, fine. Sonic Storm Rain, a Seattle pro team, fine. A, a pro team that has a UW athlete on it. That's okay too. Yeah, an irrelevant game from an from a conference across the fucking country that has Fuck nothing to do with the University of Washington. What the fuck are you thinking? Yeah, it it, 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 it it's yet another example of the the lack of awareness and 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 athletic department employees. Burners exist. It's okay. <laughs> Ridiculous. <laughs> All right, DJ, I know you had one. Go ahead. Yeah, I do. All right, so I think it was the night of the game. Uh, Acropolis Jr. said changes are coming. And then the almighty Zach Edwards, with his new account, uh, tweeted, show me, bitch, you're all talk. Post purple emojis like we're getting a commit soon, only for us to suck ass in recruiting. Like He, he doesn't even know who he's talking to here. I mean... I can get the frustration after a loss, but this guy, if this is only tweet, sure. But this guy, we all know if you're on Twitter, this guy well, is a piece he, of he shit. Went out, went out to shout out 
Go Dogs 91 for having common sense. <laughs> yeah, yes. I should have used that one. That one's probably even worse. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Kind of. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't really have any stupid tweets. There were things that I might have made fun of some Oregon fans for, but... Uh, well, I do have one, and, I, and I'm sorry, buddy, because he's probably one of the best ducks on Twitter, but the flock is hot early Saturday saying that TCU's uniforms are what Washington's should be. No. We're not trying to be you. Um, be Oregon can be Oregon. You can do all the flash and the 75,000 different uniform combinations. That's your brand. It's okay. That's not us, and it should never be us. Don't say that shit. <laughs> Yeah. Um, all right, well, for, for the, the fun topic of the evening, uh, I don't think we're going to get necessarily into a, an, an in-depth breakdown of all the catastrophes and what the hell is going on, but just kind of open floor, <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> it's it's like no words. I mean, I have plenty of words to say, but it's just, how, how do we stoop so low in, from two years? Two years ago... We were the top of the conference. I mean, going back to the very beginning of the 2019 season. And it didn't seem like we are going to be touched for years. Or, I mean, it didn't seem like this was going to end anytime soon. And then to be two and three and looking at the schedule, how, how are we going to get wins to get a bowl game? Which is sad to even talk about, oh, let's barely make a bowl game. But who are we going to beat? Arizona, wow. Colorado? WSU maybe so like three for lucky. There's five, so we've got a pull yeah. one of Stanford, ASU, UCLA, and Utah or not Utah. Yeah. Uh, there's a, it's a four game. Arizona Oregon. State, UCLA, Oregon, Stanford. Yeah, Oregon, Stanford, Utah. UCLA, and ASU. Yeah. We've got to yeah. win at least one of those to get bull eligibility with a team. And I sent this in a in a tweet today, and I'm not trying to direct everybody. I talk about things I post all the time. Um, I'm not trying to direct everybody to my Twitter account, but this is the third most, you know, in total team composite, just composite recruiting rankings of everybody that currently is on the roster. This is the third most talented team in the conference, and it's by a narrow margin behind USC and Oregon. And we've lost to Montana. Oh. And by the way, this this team that, that Coach Lake was so proud that, like, we're, hey, we're one play away from being 2-0 and in conference. Hey, Coach. You're one play away from beating, Being from too. potentially beating the number nine most talented team in the conference. That's not something to be proud of. That's fucking cap. Cut it out because it's bullshit. Yeah. I mean, go just even going from last year being three and one to now, it's like. I mean, I understand we had our offensive problems last year, but God, the defense looks different. Like I don't know. It's they. Whatever whatever was working for Dylan last year, they've wrecked. Totally wrecked it. Like yeah, and, and some of it, yes, Dylan has had his problems, and that's going to happen. There's a reason the phrase sophomore slump exists. But it is clear. Hood and I talked about it for at length, you know, in the in the episode we released on Saturday. It is clear that, that him making plays with his feet has gone completely out the window, and they're telling him like one read or two reads and throw it away. You're just wasting plays. I don't even and, think and he's, you're. I'm sorry. I don't. I don't even think he's going to a second read. He's just no. 
not at all. Getting get rid of it. Yeah, and and this again is what happens when you hire. When everybody on Husky Twitter, when we hired John Donovan in the fucking first place, said what the fuck. Yeah, we're seeing exactly why. It's it's a joke, and it's, a it's and I I think I said this to you guys earlier today, and you know I swear, Jimmy. Here's, I'm not saying he's like on Twitter, he's taking all the tweets, but like he knows what everyone's saying. He knows what the fans are saying, what the media is saying. And I feel like he's just like, fuck you guys. I'm going to try to prove you wrong and I'm going to do the opposite. Whatever it is. And like the obvious things, like hiring an offense coordinator, putting in the right guys, like keeping in the offense, keeping Donovan. Like he's, he probably knows that Donovan isn't the answer, but he's like, all right, I'm going to try to somehow make it work, prove you guys wrong. He wants to be smarter than everyone else. He thinks he is, and he's not, clearly. trying to prove the the fans that support your team wrong, win games, period. Not win games your way, just win games. And it's it's something that I I think we've talked about it, and to me, I just see it. It's, It's an epidemic of Boise State attitude. That is, and it's some of the frustrations that I had with Peterson, and it has come down in spades, multiplied with Jimmy Lake, the arrogance, and just like I'm smarter than I like, win fucking games. And, and the analogy that I've made is essentially with with hiring John Donovan and promoting Bob Gregory to defensive coordinator. Bob, <laughs> Jimmy's playing. Jimmy's sitting at a blackjack table, and he's dealt a pair of twos, and he's gonna split them and play both hands. Like that's like he was saying idiotic. Like, again, it. another quote of Jimmy's that I just have to be like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" Where we were pleased with all with the play in all three phases. And we now have <laughs> this is an appalling stat, and I and I apologize to whoever on Husky Twitter posted it first for not, for not giving you a shout out for it. We have now played two games where we gave up less than fifty passing yards and lost. This is not. Unheard of, you know, 1945. Yeah, oh my god, that's uns- that's crazy. in 2021. It's less than 50 yards where it's throw the where teams are throwing the ball all over the yard. We have given up less than 50 yards and lost because the single high or the double high safety we don't want to get beat, we don't want to get deep, beat deep. But hey, getting gashed for seven, eight yards in the running game, eh, no problem, no biggie. It's it's mine. Uh, I don't. I don't understand that double high safety or that single high deep twenty yards back safety. Like, what are we doing? Like, what? What are our concepts on defense? Why are we? It seemed like we we're getting in a groove uh, of couple guys back there, but then they they throw on Asa Turner, Asa Turner, and he comes in, missed tackles, blows tackles in the last drive. And and the second last drive too, like he shouldn't be out there, and yeah, that that double high safety shit just makes me so mad. Chicken shit. How after the Michigan game was that not fixed? You would like, think. I mean, how was that not fixed? Like that's obviously an, our weak link. Like when you have mostly a squad of yes men as assistant coaches, like. I mean, Bob Gregory, and to his credit, like, he's so happy to be here, to be coaching in yeah. his home state. Like, he's ecstatic to be here. Great. You should 
he sh- he didn't need a promotion. To, unlike when when Pete Kwiatkowski stepped down to elevate Jimmy to the defensive coordinator job, because we knew that was a move that had to happen to keep Jimmy on the staff. Bob Gregory's ecstatic to be here. He could be a defensive analyst and be pleased as punch. Why promote him to defensive coordinator? Hood and I talked about it on Friday. If anybody had, I mean, yes, he had more experience as a defensive coordinator than a Kaika, but in terms of what they had produced at the University of Washington, you put a Kaika as a recruiter up against Bob recruiter. Bob is a recruiter. A is killing Bob as a recruiter. And we saw the unit, a bunch of the guys, one of the, the standouts of, of the game, you know, at Oregon State was the, D, the D-line played pretty well. I think that the problem is, again, it's the inside linebacker play that, that are not coming downhill. And, are, and that's why we're getting, you know, runs of six and seven yards. It's the, the, the plays aren't being made by the linebacker core. Again, which, why does this sound familiar? Because it happened in 2019. It happened last year. Why did you elevate the guy that was responsible for that problem? Yeah. And why keep Kaika, him? And not only that. We took Akaika from a position that he had proven to be a great developer of talent and has put Greg Gaines into the league, Vita Vea into the league, Elijah Qualls has been in the league, Levi Onwuzurike is in the league. Like, okay, great, Rip might be a rising star. Why can't Rip, as a brand new coach, coach outside linebackers and keep Akaika where he's proven to be a good recruiter? I mean, yes, he's had classes where he missed entirely, but he yeah. seem, seemingly has mostly fixed that problem, and we've seen great flashes already this season from Kwao and Voy. Why move a Kaika and why promote Bob when he'd done nothing as a coach at the University of Washington to merit that promotion? 100%. 100%. That's just weird. And all, I mean, I'm just seeing bull rushes. I'm not seeing any moves or... I'm just seeing straight bull rushes. I mean, give, put a move on or something. Yeah, they're not they're not using much moves. They're using a little rip through action of the arms, but yeah, they're not really. None of the guys are using any moves. I mean, D tackles they're not going to use a lot of moves to begin with, but yeah, the outside guys, outside linebackers. Yeah, yeah, pretty disappointing. And we're so and we're so scared of contain. Like we're we're so focused on contain, we're putting no pressure on the passer. We're not. Yeah, and we were, we were talking about in in the main group chat before the game. Do do something different, and sure, like we we blitz a, a DB, but then we drop one of our linemen back, like blitz, blitz the guy with our line are also going after the quarterback, and let our cornerbacks, which are our best players on the team, do what they do. Let them do man coverage. If they're gonna get beat deep. Repeatedly, sure, okay, but at least try it. And they're not even but trying that. They they can't send more than four guys. It the, seems like the likelihood of Kyler and Trent getting beat deep consistently. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, get the fuck out. <laughs> I mean, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, I, I, we might we might have a, a one of the safeties. Of the, clearly, Kyler and Trent are more experienced than the guys that were playing at safety consistently. But we've seen good play from from Alex Cook. We've seen good play from Cam Williams. Yeah, Julius Irvin has had flashes when he's in there. Dom Hampton needs to see the field more. Dom Hampton could, you know, like Hood talked about it. I think in the last pod, like you know, rolled you know, rolled Dom Hampton up as a as a fast linebacker. I know. That's Thank you. That's what I've been size. saying. That needs to happen. Too. That would be sick to play him at linebacker. Oh, oh my God. He's gonna he's gonna wreck fools out there. 
And he, and he can cover, and he's fast. Yep. So, so let's have the conversation. It's been kind of a, a hot debate on Husky Twitter and in the GCs today. Um, so with, with, the, with the preface that an, in, that an athletic director search takes is a months-on-end process. So if we decide we're going to, you know, Jen gets shown a pink slip tomorrow, that means Jimmy stays probably at least through the, well, for certain, at, at least through the season, and there's probably no circumstances short of the bottom absolutely falling out and us getting blown out in every game here forward that Jimmy's going to see the door by the end of the season. But given, okay, Jen Cohen's no longer, the option of Jen Cohen is no longer our athletic director within the space of two or three months, but Jimmy gets maybe another season, but Jimmy gets at least one more season. Or Jen gets retained, and we, if we, you know, as, as we're kind of talking about where it looks like we might go five and seven, which based on the talent on this team is a fireable offense. Jimmy gets the axe in December. What would you, what do you guys think? I, what's your preference? I want Jen gone now. I want her gone now. Cause I do not want her picking the next head football coach. I don't, don't trust her. I, so I don't, she will, she will, she, judging by what happened with the women's basketball coaching search, she'll delegate the hire now. And what's the point of having her? <laughs> exactly. If you're, if, if she can't make a decision. If your athletic director is delegating yeah. hires in two of the three most pro- important programs at your university or the three closest to the revenue, you know, men's and women's basketball and, and obviously football being the biggest revenue generator, if she can't be trusted to make that decision or, or we have to we have such significant concerns about her getting it right. Yeah. We have huge problems. That's a huge yeah. problem. I'm with Tugs and probably you who again. Uh, yeah, I, Jen's got to go. That's, I've been on the yeah. For those that are new to to to, to the Sound the Siren podcast and the <laughs> and Hooligan on Twitter, uh, I've been on the Jen needs to go for a long time. And um, and it's funny you you say that a year ago, you get blasted for it. People were all about Jen Cohen a year especially over a year ago, they thought she was the greatest AD that came to UW ever. Like, especially the dogman guys, like you asked them, like she was a saint and yeah, uh, exactly. (laughs) Kissing her ass all the time. Hold on. uh, Hooligan. uh, I mean, uh, tugs, but last thing. So yeah, Cohen. Yeah. I think she's got to go because you, I can't trust her to make the decision. You can't trust her to make any good decision right now, except for passing off the decision to somebody else, which means she can't do her job. Right. Like, and to her, like, I gave her credit when when we talked about the Langley hire with Leah. Like, that's a good decision. If, like, if you get it so disastrously wrong as she did with Wynn, that's a good delegation of responsibility. But you cannot have an athletic director that completely checks out of that when it comes to the, the, the most important program at, at your school. Like, it's just... It's just unsustainable, and when we talk about, when we see all of the things that we've talked about, just the lack of awareness across the entire department, not all of it is her fault, but the lack of critical thinking skills, the lack of awareness to me that the fan that fans are the reason the programs exist and are like the reason that we're the strongest revenue-producing program in this conference is because of fans and boosters and people that care about this program 
and that when we raise frustrations or that like the lack of awareness to be like, hey, let's tweet about an SEC game that has nothing to do with the University of Washington. Fuck you, Josh. Or, or uh, I'm sorry to again call him out, but like, you know, having a, a, a marketing that your chief marketing officer on his again, burners are great. Burners are fine. There's a reason they exist. Um, asking the Levitard show about what the Huskies need to do to beat Arkansas <laughs> State. You, you, you know the answer one. to that question from a from a diehard Husky fan's God. perspective? Show up and play football like the University of fucking Washington. That's what Huskies need to do to beat Arkansas State. Like, Unreal. It's, it's embarrassing. It's just a, a litany of errors. Um, Tugs, we're just we're just a total shit, we're just a total shit show right now, and Leah called Jen Cohen a fangirl, and uh, she's right. Thought she's on, totally yeah. right. She's just so excited because she's just a fan of the purple and gold, and like, and that's great. And, and she like, she cares about Husky sports. I'll give. Her, I mean, she does. That's she awesome. Cares. And like, and yeah. to be honest, like, I would. Lo- it's not realistic. Yeah. But if we could put her back in her previous position as a fundraiser, absolutely, because she'd be in a tremendous asset to the department because she was very good at that. She's just not a good athletic director. No, she's not. She's awful. And I feel like she just wants to point the finger at not making these hires because she's, hey, I didn't hire them, you know? I mean, it's like, it was... The, the the lake hire it like it's hard to be overly critical of that in and of itself because yes you want continuity you want to keep what were the positive things and Jimmy had been a, one of the strongest recruiters on the staff not yeah that. most people liked it oh, most people I wanted, agreed I wanted the lake hire I, I, I was, was great. Ex- I was ecstatic about like under that circumstances with Pete setting stepping down I'm not saying no we can't hire Jimmy Lake we've got to go for an outside search. But what I'm saying right now is whether it's at the end of this season or at the end of next season, I'm pretty close to like Jimmy's going to have to show me a lot, and like it it is a, it is absolutely at the critical point where if John Don doesn't go, he's going to stink with it tomorrow. A year from now, Jimmy will. Yeah, I promise you, this program will not succeed at the level that it is capable of, and it is an incredible waste of talent. I'll give Jimmy one thing. He's he's very loyal <laughs> to his to his guys, <laughs> which is a fault. <laughs> uh, and so, so going back to what you were you're asking about about with Jen, about with the AD and the coach situation. Yeah, I'm 100% in favor of getting rid of Jen right now, and because with Jimmy, he could turn it around. I don't think he he will. I don't. I don't think it'll happen, but he, there's things he can do that's much easier than an AD bringing in a new coach. Because new coach, new head coach, you're pretty much starting over. And Jimmy doesn't necessarily have to start over. Because when you start over, you get mass exodus of players, bring in whole new recruits, take a couple years building. Like, we have this, the players in now. If they keep Jimmy Lake, most of the players will stay. Yeah, there's going to be some, got a lot of guys leaving. But you just got to make the right coaching hires. That's what it comes down to. And he needs, needs to be more aggressive on the recruiting trail. And so I think it's an easier fix to keep Jimmy and get rid of Jen. But will I think 
Would I think he'll do it successfully? Probably not. Most likely not. But... It takes hiring John Don, to be, in, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah. <clears throat> DJ, you nailed it. Like, the one, one of the things is that we haven't been tearing up the uh, recruiting trail as of late, and uh, zero momentum there. And I'm, I'm worried the about the mass... statement of the century. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. It's pathetic. Speaking and I'm worried about the mass... Recruiting never stops, Jimmy. Really? <laughs> seems like it's hit a, it, it seems like it's hit a brick wall. <laughs> I mean, and I will say that some of that may not necessarily be on Jimmy. Um, we 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 we've talked about it and ranted about it on previous pods where uh, NIL has seemingly caught our athletic director asleep at the wheel, but. Moving on from that, and I think that, you know, we've talked about it, but I think the, the path forward, it's it's pretty clear. It's like, there is no time like the present to cut ties with John Donovan. Like, if you're not going to do it now, it's you're not going to do it until the end of the season and you're going to cost yourself more games. How has yeah. he not been fired yet? It's insane. It's just, this is the perfect time. We got a bye week. You got two weeks. And they're not going to do it. It seems like, I don't know. Maybe they are. But I thought it'd be today if they did. And it should have been. Here we are, 945 on October 4th. Yeah. Should the longer have been... it takes is, 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 is the longer it's an indication that we truly don't care. Either that we that from an athletic department on down that we don't care about football success or that we're okay with being mediocre or, hey, we'll have a great season every once in a while, but otherwise we might be an effing joke. Um, and... This kills me to say it, but I mean, like, I, I, it kills me to say it, but like, I've got to see something from our athletic department and from my coaching staff for me to be serious about spending time, money, and energy to go to go to game. Like, I want to go to as many games as I can because I need to be because I want to be there to support the team and to support the keep. And when I say support the team, I mean to support the players on the team, the student athletes. And I've right. been through it before because I went through it as a women's basketball fan with Tia Jackson. It was incredibly painful to watch those games. It was incredibly painful to go to some of the games of the Jody Wynn era. It was a later phase in my life, and it was a much longer trip for me to go to the game. But I was there to, you know, as much as possible when I advocate for some things. It's to support the student-athletes. Exactly. Yep. I mean... At a certain point. Yeah. That becomes a it, it becomes not not even a sunk cost. It's like you look at people with priorities. I know you guys all have you know kids and wives and what you know kids and wives and lives. In my case, I have a wife, I have dogs, I have cats, and I have a long ass trip into the stadium. And yeah, for night games. The worth it proposition, the worth it question, is really difficult. Yep, getting home at one a.m. A lot of those games. DJ, think with where you commute in from. Yeah. If I do the lightly grill, it takes two hours to get home after a game. So, And a lot of people travel further. Some people go to like Central Washington. Them. Yeah. And oh, I, yeah. That, By the that, way. That 7.30 Oregon game, I got home at 2 in the morning. My wife was like, where'd you go after? <laughs> I didn't go anywhere. I just came home, and she she thought I went out and you're, to a bar or something. 
And I'm and close. you're closer to D, the, you're much closer to to, to to the to the stadium than DJ or I are. Yeah, like, seventeen miles. I'm seventeen miles. Side side topic, they need to do something about the length of college football games. The average game shouldn't be three forty three hours forty five minutes four it's, hours. Well, it's, it's insane. It's not the length. It's the it's the evening start times. Yeah. If like. Yes, it, it's so much of, of college sports is driven by TV, but like, it, that's such a nonsense excuse because you're you're taking away from the in-stadium importance for TV money. And when we know the East, like, yeah, diehards. I'm I'm in a couple of, of, of chats on Twitter with with college football fans, and there's some people that are out on the East Coast that stay up and watch our games more playing at a six o'clock kick, which kicks it nine on the East Coast. 10.30, so, 7.30 games? Yeah, I mean, and, and power to them. I love, you know, I love and have the utmost respect for any college football fan that cares that much about the sport to stay up till 3 in the morning to watch a game on TV. Awesome. Love you. But you're ruining it. But but not you, but the TV networks in these start times are like, you can't tell me that it's a difference of more than like a point or two if we started almost every game in the or two, hell two staggered start times yeah what, so what was it kick, a 12 30 yeah. kick a one o'clock kick a two o'clock kick a 2 30 kick a three o'clock kick a 3 30 kick and have, have one 7 30 game like that's it like all the other games exactly. yeah because not last weekend but the weekend before there was there was four games that started six o'clock or later in the and a couple of them on pac 12 networks it's like what? You're, we're competing again, which I guarantee you, it's you're actually taking TV points away from each other. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. What are we doing? I, again, shouts to Larry Scott. Oh, great. Um, but uh, I was going to ask you guys what 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 are you guys' thoughts right now on Dylan Morris in the QB situation? Um. I think you got to keep playing him because I don't want Sam anywhere near this offense. Yep. If if we had the right OC and the right coaching staff, I would say play Sammy. But as of right now, yep. I do not want Heward anywhere near this offense. No, you don't waste a, you don't waste a year of Sam's eligibility on on a bullshit offense. No. And and. And as much as this will hurt, you know, the on-field protection, like they're talk, like Jimmy said it today in the press conference that Zion's now like week to week. If I'm Zion, I mean, like, granted, Zion's in an interesting. Here's a topic we can chat about because Zion's in an interesting situation because he has four games of tape where he absolutely lit the world on fire last year. But if I'm Zion, I'm not risking my future potential on this season. Oh no. Nope. No, no. You can't. Like and you kind of it's it's kind of a wait and see. He I don't think Zion is has enough there's not enough sit, tape on Zion. Possibly. Oh. Because it's this is the NFL. We 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 talked about it in the DC. Zach Wilson was the number 2 overall pick last year and Zion is five times the player that he is. And the athleticism is off the charts. But Zion, seriously, dude, don't risk your NFL future on this on this season. Don't I, do it, dude. I don't. I, 
I think I think he does have enough tape. I, I, I really do. I think he's got enough tape. I mean I mean he's got enough tape to get drafted, but he's not But I'm saying like he doesn't have enough tape to go go first, second round. It's not consistent enough. I mean, they're, if anyone does, they're taking a huge chance because that's a huge, it's a huge chance. It's a bank on our previous development. I mean, that's yeah, and but... what Joe Tryon's doing already. Yeah, he would get drafted, he but he he, would, he, he but could he, he could play another season and get drafted way higher, first, second round, and yeah, it's 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 not easy. Yeah, but anyways, with the the Heward. Dylan Morris, I'm going Heward. I know you guys obviously guys don't I disagree for a couple of reasons. For one, if you would ask me this Saturday at 5:59, I would have said no way. I would have said the same thing as you guys. But seeing another game with Dylan Morris and how much he's regressed regressed over the last year, last four games, it's it's painful. It, it doesn't give us any. He's not going to win us any games. And not saying Sam. Sam, I think, could win us the game on his own, probably, like, with a couple throws. Uh, but not only but that. But my, my concern and my question is, but if he's getting the same coaching where it's one read or a second read and then dump the ball off. No, that's a valid concern. I that's, that's the reason why before the game I was like, no, I don't want to do that to Sam. But for you, you mentioned the, the burning a year of eligibility. That's not, I'm not concerned about that part because if he's – if he's going to be the real deal next year and the year after, he's going to we're going to lose him regardless. But I also want him to start because I have concerns that our wide receivers are just going to get fed up with Morris being in there, and they're going to want to transfer after the year. And I think that Heward putting him out there could save us a wide receiver or two on the team staying for the next year. And yeah, he's gonna be he was gonna be a shit offense, but he still I think he can still learn if he's if he's what he, we hope he is, and he has this, not just his talent, but his IQ with from his parent, from his dad, from his uncle. Like I think he can still be all right. Yeah, they, you risk ruining him like we did with Morris, but I don't know. For me, I want to see Heward. Maybe not even the whole game, but I want to see him come in for a couple series in the UCLA game. I want to see that happen. I mean, with the new, I will say with the new redshirt rules, you could, you could give him a start and play four games. And then, you know, if, yeah, if it makes a market difference, okay. Roll with Sam. If not, don't waste that. Don't burn the year without needing to. Um, I just, it's a it's a such a catch twenty two. It's a it's a conundrum. No, yeah, you're definitely right. It's it's not easy. It's not it's not just how bad Dylan is. Yeah, it's it's our offense. It's our quote our quarterback coach that we have, even though he's again. a fucking running back coach or XDB and player. Again, what the fuck is that higher? What the fuck is continuing to be stubborn about that hire and that he's the right answer? We scored, like, it's just... Again, this is Jimmy's Sark moment with Nick Holt. It happened in year three for Sark. It is right fucking now. we gotta, we got to make it the, the decision sooner than that than they did and with it, Holt. 
I was was Holt mid season or after season? Was after we gave up seven hundred and seventy seven yards Baylor. to Baylor in the Alamo Bowl. Huh. Seven hundred and seventy seven. Damn. I remember Brutal. that even though I was having a good damn time at Cheers and or not really a good damn time. <laughs> uh, but let's just say beverages were imbibed. They're flowing. In downtown Sydney, Australia during that football game. Oh, nice. Uh, and then I texted this to Hood. I mean, he, didn't, he didn't respond to me, but I was like, okay, we fired Donovan. We don't have a QB coach, but we don't have one anyways with him. I was like, what about just for like the time being, what if we brought in uh, Lavelle Durant, the, the guy who works at quarterbacks in the area? And at least kind of develop and bring in Sam, let Sam play and have him coach him up a quarterback. I was hoping that he would respond because I want to see what his thoughts were on that, but maybe I'll, I'll, we'll ask him next time. Or maybe in the in the off season. I mean, well, I, it's the ship has sailed. It, it's in hindsight, this could have been a whole different season if Kellen Moore had said yes. Oh my goodness. Can you imagine? A whole different ballpark. I will say that let, let, let's move to it or, or to temporarily move to a lighter topic. Um, oh wait, I can't, I can't find it. Uh, there was a, uh, there was a, a suggestion from, from our buddy Leah on Twitter that, that every, what would you guys think about every, every time that a Bob Gregory defensive coordinated defense gives up the 150 plus rushing, rushing yards, the athletic department owes us the season ticket holders a free beer. How <laughs> often is that happening this fall? Wow, I like that. I I'm all for that. Tickets. <laughs> Tugs is on board. <laughs> That's a great shout, athletic department. Are you listening? Um, I mean, and I, I also don't want to get lost in like how bad the offense has been. The defense is not like. We need to make comment about these football pieces. Yeah, they have like you credit to Jonathan Smith. He's much better off his mind than he got the opportunity to show with the University of Washington with the Peterson system. Um, he gave up 200 rushing yards to Oregon State and broke a nine. Like, how many streaks are we going to break this year? We've broken over a hundred year streak losing to an FPS opponent in Montana. Uh, we broke a nine, we broke a nine year streak uh, in losing to the Beavers. At what point do changes happen? How bad does it have to get? How stubborn is Jimmy? <laughs> is the question. Is <laughs> yeah. You would think they would make a change. We were we, we talked about that earlier. What's up with the two high safeties? Why don't they make some changes to linebacker? Like what? They they just running the same thing. I mean, I, I'm glad they changed it up a little bit uh, with the stunts on the D line yeah. a little in the, in the middle of the game. But then Oregon State adjusted, and then we and, fell behind again. And we got some running game going. Yeah. Hey. Man, do you, do you know part of the reason why I think they got the running game going? Well, a couple reasons. They're giving McGrew and Pleasant. Pleasant, yes. But did you see who came in in the offense line in the second half? MJ? Yeah. 
made a difference. Blue wait, wait, has wait, been wait, awful. Wait, 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 you're saying that something that was working in game, and yeah. that we had tape on working in a game, might actually have been a good idea. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I mean, I understand. Like they thought maybe Blue was going to be better, and they gave him a shot. At and the first still, game or two, and this is not to this is not to shit on Julius. No, no, he's a very young player. The the role, he has a lot of potential. The, he's got a ton of potential, but we're like we're so enamored of trying to like be like we're fixing things that don't need fixing. Yeah, they're not broken. They weren't broken. Yeah, and we had all five linemen coming back. They obviously they have some chem, they had some good chemistry last year. They kind of broke that chemistry a little bit, and the issue when we lost to Stanford and when we didn't score touchdown against Utah wasn't the O line. No. It was, what's that motherfucker's name again? Still six to nine games where we haven't scored a touchdown in a in a half of football. Mm-hmm. That guy, he should be he, who I'm shall sure not be great. named. <laughs> I am sure he. I, I again, here's the the difference. It's not a criticism of John Don as a person. I'm sure he's a great guy. He's not getting it done as a Power 5 offensive coordinator. Period. Let alone a Power 5 offensive coordinator at what should be one of the three best programs in the conference. So, it, like, I mean, I, this is this is going to be probably titled just the rant pod. <laughs> <laughs> this is what it is it's, but it, it is what it is um i will say you know shouts are, are you know we, we do we should shout some guys like kamari played oh yeah incredibly well and dessert like sean continues to play well um why we didn't put the ball in their hands when we needed a yard and a half seriously oh again great coaching that's really and, getting it done in all three phases. Oh, man, I can go through several play calls that are just so idiotic. But, yeah, shout-out to Pleasant. He – I love the way he played, and that, that surprised me. Shout-out to Al being the only Pleasant truther that I could remember. Because – Hood, yeah. truther wagon. Yeah, because sure. everyone was shitting on, on him. They might shit on him, but like they weren't. They thought we had better guys, and I, me too. I thought we had better guys, and maybe we still do. But he I'm proved not, me wrong. I, and I he, promise not to bring back that audio for you, there, DJ. Oh, I won't bring what, that clip back. Which one? The. <laughs> I, I don't remember the exact phrase, but uh, I'll take Dick. <laughs> oh, okay. Hey, he's been hurt, all right. <laughs> Uh, Supposedly, he, he also had the the pitter patter feet, but uh, yeah. But no, again, that's right. also a. It, we get back into the the KB as a coach conversation. With KB, is KB that good a running backs coach, or was Miles Ga- Miles Gaskin just really in- fucking insanely good and and naturally instinctive? True. KB's got to go. He's got to go. I mean. He's he's not on my top four of coaches. Saying I'm gonna go, maybe he might be next. But you know, you can make a, you can make a case that he should go. Yeah, I can see there's, that. There's but a, there's a case to be made. Uh, particularly, yeah. I don't know if it will. Well, we've had some struggles on the offensive line this year. 
Uh, anybody watch any of Texas? Did either of you guys watch any of Texas TCU and see Bijan just kind of, regardless of whether he was getting blocking or not? Please don't bring uh, him up. Run oh. through like six different guys. Amazing. He's, this, so, the way, he's, he's a sophomore, right? Different. Uh huh. It's what happens uh, when you recruit difference makers. Instead of the the layups, running backs that you can just get in and coast the, the rest of the in, way. Like again, we we talked about it. We called it the diamonds in the rough between the between the three hundred and ten yard drive that's sitting out in the middle of the fucking fairway. Like, and I like that room. I like Caleb Berry. I like Javion Sunday. Yeah. I like Cam Davis. I'm a big Cam Davis fan. Um, I love Omeka Megwa and the potential that he has. I love his potential in a different offense, obviously. <laughs> that's not <laughs> that's not bullshit. But why can't we have most of those guys and Abijan as well? Like, why can't exactly? It's it, it's not a an exclusive situation with like you can have you can recruit multiple. Yeah, it's not it's not like you can only have one or the other. You can only have Bijan and none of the other guys. Like you can you can do both. But yeah, he wants to. That's that's a. I've kind of said this in the pod. Like I've come around with KB and his development. Of running backs, or maybe it's just Gaskin. I don't know, but uh, yeah, definitely, I've always had some worries He's with not the most glaring, Like it's not the most glaring red flag, right? There, there are much bigger problems, and and honestly, like, and I and I will apologize, and like I, I don't want to be over overly critical of Dick Virtue Noon or Cam because they're young players, and they're you're like Lewis Rankin was that way early in his career. And then he became a much more. I'm going to put a foot in the ground and go back, as he as time wore on and as he got coached and got more experience. There's just too many. There's too many spots where we don't have great recruiters. <laughs> like that's way just, too many. And it shouldn't be that way. Go ahead, Tugs. Oh, it's just the recruiting is brutal right now. That's that's all I was going to say. Right, not... If you were an in-state prospect, are you really going to sign up? For this program right now, no, no comment, no. So don't be surprised if at least the twenty-three class we see a lot of heartache and pain. So sad, Josh Carnley, and nothing like uh. nothing was set up like it was so. I mean, in the new era, let's not beat around the bush. Money's a factor. NIL means a lot. And the athletic department has hamstrung the, the, some of our efforts in this regard. Um, or, or seemingly. And, and I don't know. But it's it's more of like that. It, it was something that we talked about on a pod a couple weeks ago where, where Jen had made a comment to boosters of, oh, I know I need to engage with the business community and boosters on this thing. Not being the the lack of foresight and getting out in front of this has put us behind Oregon and a lot of lot of schools and a lot of schools, and then that's now we've been exacerbated by the problems on field. Shout out to Buki getting uh, some deals though. Shout out to Buki getting some deals. Shout out to Kyler getting some deals. Shout out to Sam oh. getting some deals. 
somebody else got something recently, I think as well. I mean, and and Emeka, and and to 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 reemp to emphasize something that Hood said. Emeka's one of the guys that came at late twenty years that came in early with nil as a piece of that, but that looks to be something that he chased and found, rather than something that our department that the, that our leadership set up for him or, or went out and found for him. And there's yeah. just way too many opportunities in this market. And it shouldn't be the case. They should be coming to him or the schools should help him and come to them. Not so to the way long around. story short is, Jen, it's time to go. Get the fuck out of here. Time is now. Beat it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You guys have anything else you want to talk about tonight or should we call it a night? <laughs> uh, no, I don't. Hopefully, hopefully uh, my... My son will arrive here in the next couple of days so my wife can yeah. stop shouts being to, miserable. Shouts to you, DJ. Shouts yeah. to your family. Uh, shouts to all of the Sound of Iron family. Shouts to the Husky to Husky Twitter and the Husky Twitter family. Um, shouts to everybody. We'll get through this. We've been, we've been down bad before. <laughs> Real bad. I'm depressed. <laughs> it's depressing. <laughs> Depressing pod. That's what this is. <laughs> Seriously. Shouts to fun in the editing room for Hooligan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> His own fault, though. Um, uh, anyway. I said something, too. <laughs> everybody does. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Go, dogs. Have a good Go, dogs. Go, dogs.